This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Piba, Pibus, as she's certified inspector, and inspect it like a girl. Someday, by the way, I'll not say that fast and say it correctly. So, also, licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks, always out this week doing the backstroke in the Gulf, so I guess we'll see him in a little bit. It's an open topic show, so we're looking for your questions to get your projects completed around the house. And we can talk about some quick fixes and big projects, even major renovations. You can join the conversation and uh, tell us uh, what's on your list. 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, how are you doing, Pam? I'm good this morning. I, you know, I just need to say how much I enjoy being in this new studio. I know. Isn't it pretty? I know. It's awesome. Gorgeous. It's just Yeah, just great. So kudos to the folks who put all this together. It's great. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, uh, so what did you guys work on this weekend over at Inspect It? Or, or at the Pam House? Well, <laughs> We were, I was down in the country this mm-hmm. weekend, and, um, you know, that amazing storm that came through Saturday night. Oh, yeah, there was. That was something. We were down south of Jackson, and we stood um, and watched that thing. The lightning just was unbelievable moving across. And I was, I bet, I was thinking my friends in Jackson are getting clobbered right now. <laughs> I saw some I saw some pictures of that where they, someone had taken some time exposed stuff of lightning. Yes. In in the area in central Mississippi and that was spooky. It was. Yeah. It was something. It was like boom 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 and so we watched that for really for about an hour and it was just constant. Huh. So then as a result of that we lost power. Right. Um as a lot of folks did. And we were right in the middle of doing some electrical work. <laughs> oh, good. Perfect. It was so funny because we were cutting off some breakers because we were going to um, install a light fixture and did work on some outlets. And right. We had put a temporary line from our house to the uh, pool house. So we were working on that. And all of a sudden, everything just went out. Oh. And we thought, you know, when you're working you on electrical, you had yeah, we it thought, up. now, what did I do? <laughs> right. Because this was after the storm. Oh, OK. When it, no, I wasn't working on electrical in the middle of the storm. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say. I've done some dumb things in my life, but I am a little smarter <laughs> than that. So, no, this was the very next day. So we were working on this stuff and the power went out. And we're like, oh, well. So we just walked away from it because you don't want to be working on electrical. And then it turn on. And then it come back. Right. <laughs> That'll light you up. Right. So we just walked away from that. And then I had a, um, this is another show, but I want to get our critter guy back on here, a critter gal, somebody. Oh, uh, yeah. I caught a feral cat around my house over in Ridgeland uh-huh. and um, had his part snipped. And then relocated him to the place in the country. So he became, he went from being a city boy to a country boy. Ah. Yeah, so I had to let him go this weekend. Picked him up at the vet Saturday morning and Mm -hmm. fed him up and got him all happy and then let him go. Okay. 
So hopefully he'll be catching some mice for us down there. Oh, I'm sure they can they can they can destroy a mouse population. A mi- that's right. <laughs> yeah, either that or he's going to run all the way back to Ridgeland. <laughs> right. Well, I got into all kinds of stuff this weekend. It was like it was like home improvement weekend for my for for me. I went and I got a new pole saw. And a pole saw is a saw on the end of a pole. I know that sounds crazy. Thus the name. Thus the name. However, uh, the reason why you get a pole saw is so that you can get to some some higher limbs, things like that, that you can get to um, without really getting up on the ladder and hurting yourself and everything else. Does it have the little clipper thing on it, too, with the rope? Yes, uh, if you wanted to do that. Yes. But this is just a standard, and it's neat. You can you can uh, hold it. Uh, it extends to about nine feet long. Mm-hmm. So you're standing, and then you add the extra nine feet on top of that. You can mm-hmm. get some limbs pretty good. You, know? you can get some shoulder exercise doing that. And, and, and boy, I did. But let me tell you, um, these limbs, I have this, this gorgeous tree, but it's a very fast-growing tree. And this year, it, it, it literally has gone towards the east big time and over my roof. Ooh. So a whole bunch of limbs over my roof over that I really roof. had to take down this weekend. And mm-hmm. it was it was uh, it was awesome. But it's a ton of stuff. Oh, yeah. Plus well, a pine on the uh, on the neighbor's yard. There was a huge limb hanging out over my yard that we've just always looked at and thought on the right storm, this one's coming, mm-hmm. you know? So, so we took that big limb down too. It was my neighbor's in my neighbor's yard. We got, we got the okay from the neighbor. Hey, we're going to take this down. And as a matter of fact, I had to kind of prop it up with the ladder so it didn't fall and crush the fence. Yeah. It must be. What, what was your diameter on that? Do you think? About, um, I'd say 16 inches. Yeah. Ooh, on that limb. That's a lot of sawing. It was. <laughs> well, it's only a 14 inch blade on the, on the um, little pole saw. Oh. So so it takes a minute. It to takes get a minute it. to get it. Well, I got to tell a funny story if we're going to talk about that. Years, years ago, uh-huh. I'm talking, this has been a minute. I asked my dad, I said, I, I would like to cut down some limbs that are hanging over my, my roof right, line. Right. Okay. And so there are a lot of things my father is, but safe ain't one of them. Right. Okay. <laughs> so he goes, he comes over in his pickup truck. Pulls it into the back, into the front yard uh-huh. where this limb is, gets in the back of the pickup, then stands on the cab uh-huh. with his chainsaw. Uh-uh. And I'm standing back thinking, I know this is not a good idea. No, but it is not. It's not a good idea, but hey, I'm the daughter, not the dad. So he commences to start cutting, and I'm watching that. And this mm-hmm. is uh, to your point of propping that limb up. I'm watching him cut this enormous limb, and I'm thinking... Where's that son of a gun going to fall? Where's it going to fall? Right. And sure enough, when it fell, mm-hmm. it it really, it landed. <laughs> it was actually beautiful. It landed on the edge of the front uh, windshield uh-huh. and the cab. Oh. So it smashed the windshield and impaled the cab. <laughs> All right. Well. Did he still drive it, like put some duct tape over that or what? Oh, yeah. Well, he looked at that limb and then looked right back up and commenced to cutting again. Right. <laughs> Did not slow him down with wow. that chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, I just figured that tree was coming down. So anyway, went after it. Another thing I did this weekend is so much fun. By the way, if you want to get your uh, your question on it, it's 
MPB Ring. Another thing I did this weekend was install a new doorbell camera. And for those who have never done this, uh, if it's, you know, a lot of people did uh, the Ring cameras for a long time. This mm-hmm. is a little diff- different brand. But um, if this is something that interests you, and it interested us because of all the packages we get right at our house. And we can yeah. see when that got there and also see if there were any porch pirates or whatever. So it gives you a whenever somebody walks up, you get a, a notification like on your phone. Yep. And I can awesome. look at the door and actually I can just hit a button on my phone and talk to them. So if it's a delivery person, I can just say, hey, put it on the chair right there. And this is a DIY project, and I'm very interested because I'm thinking about doing it myself. So tell me what this process was. You know, I thought it was going to be a little bit more involved than it was. But turns out um, uh, I was going to install this right above the doorbell. And it's like, no, you dummy. You're supposed to replace the doorbell. So you take the doorbell out, which is just what they – all a doorbell is is what they call a – a contact connection. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a, a thing where uh, it's just a button. And it's it, got these teensy tiny wires going. To right, it. right. So those teensy tiny wires, which run through a transformer, are also used on your doorbell camera. Okay, so your situation is is that if you've got a doorbell, this will work. But if you don't, it's probably not going to work. This is all. This will also work. Oh, okay. The doorbell camera comes with batteries. Okay. And they suggest using lithium only because they last longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can just put this doorbell cam in the place of a doorbell. Or if you don't have a doorbell, you can just put one there. Okay. Right? And and then it will uh, – what this does, if you tie it in with your doorbell in your house, it'll actually – when you hit the button up front, it'll mm-hmm. actually hit the doorbell inside. Nice. So So you can do both with it. But this one would do just the camera if you wanted to. So are you connected to a Wi-Fi? Uh, I am. And there it comes with a little hub, like it came with the camera, and a small hub that's basically its Wi-Fi hub. So like you can hook this camera to the Wi-Fi, and I'm talking to the little Wi-Fi hub, right? Right. So if I hooked up 15 cameras to this, I'd still be just talking to the Wi-Fi hub. To that hub. To and that it has one to be hub. within how many feet of your router? Does it, uh, did it tell you? I don't know, but I'm about 50 yards from my router. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal. Okay. Well, that's good to hear because mine's not that far, but that was my big question. How close do I have to be to my router? But the cool thing is, is that right now I was, I was in my office earlier and I was coming up with emails for this show Mm -hmm. and, and I was a little, a little overdriven for the moment. So I literally went to my doorbell camera and saw my front yard. And heard the birds singing, and, oh, wow. it, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> "Okay, back to work." <laughs> back to work. Yeah, it was yeah, just cool. That's kind of cool. Does it do a? Um, does yours record? It does. If you yes, you can you can set it to record, and that is a certain amount of space. Unless you sign up with the company online, and then they'll record everything you ever wanted. Uh, so a that's a monthly for a fee for a fee, right? But you don't have to pay anything to install the doorbell and use it as is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Would you be Would you be open to sharing with us what brand you got? Yeah, it was a uh, Blink. Okay. Okay. Um, and I think it was uh, you know it was under fifty bucks. Yeah, I think Prime Prime. What is 
uh, Amazon Prime yeah, it was has like a got Prime thing. um yeah, they've got those flash sales right now. Yeah, it was yeah. it my wife bought it, we put it in and it's been fabulous ever since. That's uh, cool. Yeah. That's great. Right. So uh, anyway, if you've got a if you've got a question about whatever project you've got going on today, give me a call at 877 MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. Today, we're looking to hear from you. What home home improvement projects are you working on this time of year? Also, we'll talk about the importance of knowing where your cutoff valves are. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to tell us what project you're working on, Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be back. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. Listening to Fix It 101 on MPV Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. He's out this week, but we are talking about some of the projects that we got into this morning. Pam is currently looking at my front porch through my uh, doorbell cam. Yeah, I'm just fascinated with this because I was literally just perusing lightning deals on Amazon right. yesterday. <laughs> I love it. To but, buy one of these things. So, well, yeah. I didn't want to get one that I had to get into a neighborhood or something like that. You can do that with right. a lot of the cameras. I just wanted something that I could check on if someone rings the doorbell. Right. You know? Yeah. My inspector was telling me the other day, she has a um, the ring and mm-hmm. is a member of this community. The neighborhood ring. The, neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So you can keep up with if there are situations right. that you might want to. I'm telling you folks, people are watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, we got a couple of folks on the phone. Angie's on the line in Mobile. What's going on, Angie? Angie, you with us? Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Sure. Um, I was calling because I was thinking about putting in a solar automatic gate opener. Uh huh. And I don't have one of those really big, heavy gates. It's Maybe like five feet, like the traditional kind of chain link uh-huh. uh, fence. Right. Um, do you guys have any suggestions uh, for a company, or do you just have any buying tips or installation about that? Well, um, I'll say I, I'm not going to give a company. That's not cool because there's several of them out there. We did have a guest on the show a while back from MS Solar. And um, uh, there are several companies who will install something like that. Let me ask you, why are you, why are you going solar on this 
this little project? Well, I wanted to do it myself, and I'm just doing solar because I just don't want to pay for the electricity. <laughs> okay. I just want to try to do, like, I was thinking solar and maybe a backup battery with it, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to do it myself. That absolutely can work. Uh, now, that setup, you know, I know you don't want to pay a, an electrical fee, but that setup is going to be a little bit of money, you know? to get into that setup between the solar panels and backup battery system. Yeah, and these I've seen these before. Uh-huh. It's a tiny little panel. I yeah. bet they're they're less than twelve inches wide. Mm-hmm. So you've got to make sure that you've got uh, adequate sun because right. and then you have to have a backup because if you come in ten o'clock at night, right. <laughs> they don't power. Right. You can't get in. <laughs> um, so you're doing right. I think you're right. I would contact now, you can do this DIY. You can, but you need the research. Um, I don't like to talk about any particular stores online, but there is a store which is known for its cheap tools who also sells solar products uh, that you can DIY. And you're, are you just leave us hanging and not tell us what this is. I know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, well, so, so anyway, it's – yeah. Uh, Okay, just Harbor, Freight. Harbor Freight. It's Harbor Freight. I did not know that. Yeah, they, they sell have... a whole bunch of solar oh. stuff, including batteries and and the the uh, power distributors, um, the transformers. I did not know yeah. that. So it's possible to DIY it, but uh, Angie, you're going to really, really need to research that if you're going to do it. Yeah, I would imagine. I'm wondering if you could go on that store's website. Oh, you can go on that store's website and basically build one. Yeah, and uh-huh. find the information. And I would imagine that they've got all kinds of videos mm-hmm. on how to do that. Yeah. Uh, Angie, is this something that you wanted to do personally or hire a company? Well, actually, I'm saying me, but that means my husband. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. honeydew. <laughs> I got a honeydew. You got a guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I got a guy. Right. Um, but, you know, he's never done it and i've i've been kind of lost in the world of youtube videos right on this so i'm not really sure and they keep showing these huge gates that go to farms and you know i just right. got like a small one but i'm tired of running in and out my car all the time and now it's a rainy season right. it's like you're getting wet getting in the car getting wet you know getting home and so i just Want to do something different. well and i'll say angie that the solar solution is a good solution but there's uh the fence and gate companies of the world would give anything to come and visit your house and bid on that so uh you might be able to give them mm-hmm. a holler you know what i'm saying yeah and okay that's a great idea just go ahead and get it bid out and then you know do your research yeah. are you guys in a rural situation out there or are you in town uh no, I'm actually in town, but my husband, um, we we have only like maybe two acres, but my husband just likes to keep all the gates locked all the time coming in and out. So you can't even knock on the door unless somebody lets you through the front gate. Right. I like your husband. Yeah. I, I'd do that. Man, if I had my two acres like that, that's it's what i my little yeah. fortress. But... Lock it off, yeah. Yeah, I would get some. And then if you would, Angie, keep us posted. I want you guys to decide to do down there. That sounds like a fascinating yeah. project. So contact okay. contact your gate company or, or fence company. They do that kind of thing. And then if you get real interested, go ahead and call one of those solar companies in Mississippi. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much. I love your show and have a good rest of your day, guys. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks, Angie. Appreciate it. All right. Let's uh, keep on moving. Cheryl's on the line in Poplarville. What's going on, Cheryl? Uh, Good morning. My husband and I have to replace our roof soon. Uh-huh. Um, we It's not a flat roof, about 1,400 square feet. Right now it has two old weather gigs that really don't turn very well. Right. And we're trying to decide whether to do a ridge vent or replace these whirly birds. And I've heard pros and cons. I've heard that the whirly bird might do better in the winter to keep your attic dry and keep the roof from not rotting. But, uh-huh. but we need some help. We you know, it's know funny. Because uh, there are some days when you call here and you'll hear one opinion and some days is the other, not because either is correct or incorrect, but because there's different opinions. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, Jeff Sammons, the the normal co-host with us here, he loves a ridge vent every time. Continuous ridge vent. He loves a continuous ridge vent. And he and I agree on that. Right. Now, uh, we've had Timmy come in and he's with an AC company and he thinks in the South... The whirly birds work the best. He feels like you need to have the proper amount of whirly birds on the top, and you will move that air properly. That's that's his feeling in the south. He says it's not necessarily the same as you cross Mason-Dixon. You're going to go for ridge vents mainly. But so there's a couple of opinions, and I will say – go ahead, Pam. You're the pro. Well, I mean, if I, if I already had – the, and we call them turbines. Mm-hmm. If I already had the turbine up there, I'd probably go back with the turbine. Um, because? Well, just because there is movement. That I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Timmy on that, yeah. that you do have some movement. Because what you want to do is you want to be able to pull that air. Now, it all depends. It's like... You know, when we all go to the doctor with the same condition, there's a different treatment for all of us because yeah. we're all different. Right. <laughs> right. So it depends on the pitch of the roof. Mm-hmm. It depends on your soffit vents. It depends on if you've got yeah. trees hanging over. How old is this roof? Okay. The roof was done the year after Katrina, so I guess that was 2006. Six, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. right on time, really, with that. We're right on time. We have no limbs over the roof. It's not a, a high pitch. It's a one-story house. It was built right. in 1958, and I think Pam, yours was as well. Yeah. 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 Mine was built in 58. So, so you're looking at probably a 412 pitch. It's not real high. No, it's not. Well, and um, the whirly birds, are they, are they rusted out at all? One of them is not turning much at all. Uh, it used to squeak terribly. Somebody went up and greased it a little bit, and it got a little better, but they're really not turning very well. I saw one on a house down the street, and it seemed to be turning a lot more than ours. Do I just need to put new ones in? Uh, yes. Also, yes. I was wondering about the hole in the roof. Like, if we go with a ridge vent, how difficult it is, is it to patch up? Where not, the, it's, it's, it's not. It's not tough. It's not a yeah, thing. They'll, they'll patch it up with, the, with some OSB. Mm-hmm. When you said built in 1958, let me... Yeah give you some um, information. Mine was built in 58. It's a 412 pitch, which means it's very low. Right. Um, and my problem was that there was no soffit venting in there. Okay. I had <laughs> gable vents on at each end of the gable, and there are three gables on my house. But there uh-huh. was no soffit venting. So when I had my roof redone, I also came in and added soffit vents. I was able to do that because I did have a soffit. 
some of these older houses, i.e. Bellhaven, Fondren, and the Jackson area, they don't even have a soffit. It's almost like it's just fascia at the end. So then you really got a challenge. Right. Um, Because venting is not going to work. It's just not going to work if all you have is high ventilation and no low ventilation because it's not it doesn't have anywhere to pull the air through. Okay. Uh, there's soft, we have tons of soffits. They're all around this house under the eaves. Yes. So yes. that part is okay. <clears throat> uh, how far from the, the top of the house, the ridge, do the, do the uh, turbines need to be? At the, in the top third. Top third. Mm-hmm. Okay. It needs to be as high as you possibly can get it. A lot of folks, especially with these 12-12 pitches on these roofs, they'll put their turbines too low because they don't want you to see it from the street. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the problem with that is that it don't work down there. Okay. <laughs> you got to put it as high as you possibly can. Right. Heat rises. Order for, yes. Yeah. Because you need, and I can't remember what the numbers are, but you're supposed to have so much venting per square feet. You can look that up online. I'm terrible with math, so um, I don't ever try to quote that. But you right. need so much in the lower portion and so much in the higher portion. And I see it all day long. Sometimes what they'll do, if we want to get off on roof venting, is they'll put in these thermostatic fans and they'll put it in the lower half of the roof. Well, mm-hmm. you, all you're doing now is pulling conditioned right. air out of your house. It's just crazy. Right. Um, yeah. Do not do that. Do not do thermostatic fans. I yanked those things out as fast as I could. Okay. Um, but... Ridge venting or turbines, um, either one of those, I don't think you can lose either way. Just make sure it's in the top third of the roof. Right. Okay, and there are just two. And, again, I think this house is about 1,400 square feet, so it's not huge. Do you think we would need a third one? No, no. I think that's fine. No. Uh, yeah. two, would be, two would work. Mm-hmm. Okay, no. well, this is, this is very helpful. Thank you so much. All Thank right, you. good luck with it. Thank you. Happy, Thank you. happy turbine shopping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, uh, before we go to break, I just wanted to uh, I wanted to get to an email here real quick. That someone commented on a comment that we made last week that you made. Um, me? Somebody picking on me again? Yes, Pam. So, do you remember when we were talking about the deadbolt in your door and having a turn rather than a key yes. lock mm-hmm. on the inside? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I heard you say that, and but I've heard this my whole life, and this person brought it up also was thinking we needed a key for the indoor deadbolt if there's glass nearby, which someone might break and reach in and turn the deadbolt. And my thought was this. I I agree with you 100%. But if they're willing to knock the uh, the glass out, they're coming in. They're coming in. Yeah. They're going to find a way in. And my guess is that it's not going to be near a door. They're going to come in a window somewhere else. Right. If 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 they're willing to break something to get in, then then they're coming. Yeah. You need to install that uh, doorbell. That the doorbell can. <laughs> video. Yeah, yeah. Doorbell. That'll solve that problem. Folks, it's all about safety. Yeah. And there are even some insurance companies that are now starting to ask, you know, because for a while – um, folks were putting uh, metal bars on their windows. Yes. And then we had some catastrophes and mm-hmm. disasters and people that died as a result of that. Right, fires and whatnot. Fires and yeah. whatnot. So now we're focusing more on safety. And mm-hmm. it's what we need to think about in any situation, how am, how am I getting out of this house in case of an emergency? Right, right. Well, I think that um, the deadbolt 
advice that you gave was great advice to go ahead and put that on one of those flip lock things instead of using a key on both sides of the lock. Right. Um, and you can even, I meant to mention this last week, you can now buy um, a cap that goes on that key that turns it into a thumb lock and you just leave it in the door all the time. What? That's mm-hmm. genius. Okay, mm-hmm. let's do that. Yeah. All right, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> all right, uh, let's go to Fletch before we go to break. Fletch, what's going on? He's on the road this morning. Hang on just a sec, Fletch. Hey, you there with us, man? Yeah, I think I got it. Y'all got me? Yeah, we got you. What's going on? What's up, Fletch? A couple quick points. Um, and, and, and Jason, kind of in a little bit of your, your uh, pig Latin or broken English or whatever. Right. There is a there is a supply store that specializes in tractors and farms. Yes. That has the um, solar kits. Oh, oh I bet oh. they do. The, the kind that do. the kind that supply uh, tractors. Angie, listen up, right? Yeah, <laughs> that tractor store has those solar yeah. things. That's it's that's among a good other point. things. Yes, among other things. And, and and Pam, just maybe for a little clarification, I won't send an email to uh, uh, to make a comment like you just mentioned from next week um, or last week. Okay. Um, I think as I think turbines are on a roof and in a uh, hydroelectric dam. Turbines, I think, are headwear. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. We got you. I was just giving the southern rendition of the turbine. <laughs> All right, you're our next promo, Fletch. Oh, my Down goodness. <laughs> Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Oh, shoot. You know what? That's a perfect time to go to break. Oh, yeah, man. Just doesn't make it better. I'm going to come to the show next week with a turban on. <laughs> right. Great. We'll talk about your turban. <laughs> Time for another break. When we return, we'll share some tips to help you get you organized this summer. And, uh, you know, what projects are you working on? What's going on with your house? We, uh, we've we got a couple of working on work right now. Right now, if you got some suggestions, join with your questions or comments. Just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. Jeff Sammons from House Weeks. House Weeks. House Weeks. House Works is out this week. There we go. And today we're helping. I wonder if he's wearing a turban. I don't know. With your home improvement projects. Man, we're never getting over that one. No, we're not. Okay. I got an email here that I got to get to real quick because it is, and I told, I, I told Pam during the break. Okay, I'm about to turn the screws on you. Oh, everybody does. I go know. for it. So here we go. <laughs> uh, email came in. I own a 1956 built house. So this is close Pokey to like yours. Yeah. 56. Uh-huh, 1956 in Bolivar County. Uh, one side of the house is sunk a bit. Now, a local foundation repair guy checked out the house, including under the cross space, and said no repair needed, and all looks okay. Uh, a guy from a large, well-known foundation company came and sent me a $5,000 repair cost. I have read horrifying stories about franchises being individual entities 
and the parent company does not cover insurance of work done by individual franchises if the latter declare bankruptcy in the state. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty detailed, but what they're talking about is going with a bigger company who uses a subcontractor to do the work, and then that subcontractor goes out of business. Right, that's which is going to be about. happening here coming up, folks. Sorry. Right. Um, yeah, what you want to do is get a warranty and read that warranty. A lot of folks Talking don't. about on the foundation repair? Yes, and warranty on foundation work is just for the work. It's not for any subsequent damages that might occur as a result of the work. So it will say explicitly that they do not cover walls that might crack, Crack. um, plumbing that might break. All of that is not covered. I have never seen that covered by a foundation company. Okay. Now... You've, I hear in the email that you've gotten two bids on this. Right. One would, for nothing and one for 5000 Right. I would go to a third. Uh-huh. Okay. $5,000 is not a lot when it comes to None foundation. foundation. No. Right. Uh-uh. But do you need the work done? And that's interesting that you would have one company. It actually happens a lot. Really? I've seen that happen a lot through the years where one person will come in and go, mm, not really. If it's a 56 house and it's up on pier and beam and you're not having any issues, uh-huh. I would wait. Okay. Until something is an issue? I would give it a minute before mm-hmm. you start doing anything. These older houses, the problem is that these older houses were built on the clay with right. no consideration given to finding a substructure that was solid. Right. Okay. So what I would work on instead of the foundation is the drainage. Ooh, okay. Because if you can keep, I've always said, if I could invent a way to keep ground moisture constant around older houses, I would just retire. Right. Because that's what your problem is. I deal with that in my home, which was built in 58. Talking about like the the rains uh, bringing all the water all of a sudden and then it going dry again. And what's happening, folks, if we get more and more rain, Mm -hmm. it's just we are going to have we don't have rain here. We have storms. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we've got catastrophic amounts of water coming out of the sky in a short period of time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so figuring out a way to make sure that the drainage around your property is adequate to handle the storm mm-hmm. runoff. I'm actually working with a client right now who kept having water come into their garage hmm. during rain. Right. Okay. They had hired a company to put in subsurface drainage mm-hmm. right next to it, like a French drain. Oh, you told us about this last week. Okay. And, and it what, dumped into nothing. And it, Yes. Well, what was happening was that when the gutters, which were operating the way they're supposed to, uh-huh. were going into that subsurface drain, water was backing up right. into the garage. So what we did, we had an experiment. We went and bought the four-inch mm-hmm. drain connected it to that, and it worked like a charm. Right. So something's wrong with the subsurface drain. Right, right. That's what our experiment told us. So trying to figure out your drainage, I would spend my money there 
Rather and once, than on. Yes. Instead of the foundation companies, go ahead and get your drainage fixed. And then in a couple of years. Right. So what will happen? This is the cycle. And if you that, don't if you don't know how to do that, if you can't figure that out for your home, hire a landscaper, some type of a landscaper or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the idea is that water flows downhill. Right. <laughs> it just does. It just, right. I've never seen water go uphill. Right. Except during Katrina, whenever it went uphill. Right. But what you want to do is spend your money on that, because this is how the cycles work here in Mississippi. We have rain, 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 drought. Right. Rain, 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 <laughs> drought. Yes. And then during the drought, that clay that Draws has up. been saturated with water, it, mm-hmm. and it sucks all up, it and the like house that, drops. Uh, that, that dry lake bed that you see that's yes. where the water's, yeah. Yeah. So when that clay starts to dry up, houses start to settle. Yikes. And then people who, they panic. Oh, my God, my house is settling. <laughs> well, of course it's settling right. because the ground beneath it is drying up. If you'll just wait, uh-huh. it's going to start rain, 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 okay. rain, 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 rain. <laughs> and it'll, it'll come back up again. All right. So that, was VJ. that was VJ in Bolivar County. Thank you for the email. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's keep moving. Alan's on the line in Raymond. What's up, Alan? Oh, good morning. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Oh, I love this show. I love all the shows, but I love this show particularly. It's very entertaining, oh, too. Thanks, you learn a lot of stuff. But I have a ma- major, uh, I can't answer all of them, but I've always had problems about figuring out. I have a lot of water damage and the paint, and I can't get all the paint off. So do you, how do you, do you put spackle where the paint you got off? Or are we talking about interior walls? Yeah, interior, interior. Yeah, I'm helping. I'm working on another project, and it could, it could be any place. But they had roof damage, and um, gotcha. and there hasn't been nothing done for years. So, it's, oh wow, yeah, yeah. In that situation, in order to get the paint, it might be. And I had a situation like this years ago where the paint wasn't sticking because it was still too wet in the house. Uh huh. So if this has been a situation, it's still too humid in there. Yeah, it was too humid, and so the paint was not going to adhere because the humidity was too high. Do you have any uh, air conditioning in that place, Alan? Um, there was very little. Okay, it's the top floor of a building. How how about fans? They've used fans. Yeah, I would say probably until they get that area air conditioned, you're going to have a challenge trying to get get any sheetrock painted. Because right. the, of the moisture content, I have heard, and I, I probably somebody's going to call and tell me I'm wrong, but I have heard that you want to <laughs> keep your humidity level less than 55% in the structure itself. Right. Here in the South, we have a real that's <laughs> a challenge right. to keep it like that. But if you can keep your humidity level that low, then everything will dry out a lot better. Right. And you're saying the paint is not coming off properly also? Uh, you know, but, you know, the loose paint that come off, a lot of it just fell off. Yeah. But, you know, you try to chip it away, and it just gets to a point uh very difficult to get it off. Let me let me ask you, is the paint brittle, or is it uh, like a latex will be a little stretchy when you pull on it? Uh, no, no, this stuff is 
This building was built in. I don't know how old this paint when the last time was painted, but um, uh, oh well. Mm-hmm. Hang on, brother. Are you wearing a mask or something? <laughs> yeah. That may be lead oh, paint. I've been wearing a mask in the, in the, uh, all time. I says I'm not taking. I keep all the windows open, and I oh, wear. Okay. I've been yeah. wearing masks before they stole out. Before the <laughs> yeah, yeah, you may be scraping up lead paint there. So yeah, that's a possibility. I I, I haven't tested. I got to test to lead test. Can I ask one quick question? Sure. sure. I had the toilet. Uh, I had a plumber. I wasn't going to take no chances. Mm-hmm. It looked like there was leak, leak, leak. Replace, replace, replace. But there's no vacuum. There's. Um, he kind of said, "I can't." This is all I can do with the. I mean, it's old. It's a, it's real old with the with the tank. Okay. Have you have you considered uh, replacing the toilet? Um, that's what he said. The, 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 the highly recommended that to replace the toilet. Yeah. It's done already, but I just have to, uh, the other, it. the only other thing is to replace the innards. Um, the, the, oh yeah, of- everything's been replaced. I mean, he said everything was falling apart. I don't know how many years he's been sitting around doing nothing. I mean, this is a project that. <laughs> oh, yeah. now you know if, what? If you, would- had, if you had a, a, a show that you like, uh, like this old house. <laughs> I mean, this would have been a pet project. Would have been a great house to go with. <laughs> yeah, and remember, too, I think what you're bringing up, Alan, is such a good point. Old stuff that hasn't been used in a long time is like Pammy sitting on the sofa all weekend and trying to get up on Monday. It, it just, just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm just saying it's uh, better off replacing everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and as far as the toilet, do yourself a favor. It's unbelievable. I know it doesn't seem like technology could make any difference on toilets. It absolutely has. It doesn't use nearly as much water to flush anymore. They work so much better than the older, uh, uh, the and- older toilets and the tank is not half the size of the wall. Right. You know? Well, and keep, I'm going to say this to our audience as well. I did not know this, but toilets come in heights. Yes, they do. So, Tall and short. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and when I was getting ready to buy, you know, back during the pandemic, when everybody was shut down, I got a bidet. So yeah. I had, and then I got my toilet and the guy was trying to sell me a tall, yeah. long, and I'd like, uh-uh, I'm five two. Right. I need a tiny toilet. Right. <laughs> so I well, bought a small one. And it's true. I didn't know that there were different heights until I sat on the wrong mm-hmm. one that we bought. Mm-hmm. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, well, there's no going back now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, can I ask one quick, quick question about that? Sure. I've seen different sizes, like oval and oblique. I don't know. Uh-huh. Long and right. Does it make a difference? It, it doesn't, as far as how it works. Some people think uh, one or the other is more comfortable. That's yeah, pretty much the round the and the egg shaped, and yeah, I don't think it really matters. It it will matter. Keep this in mind, and this is just funny. I had a I got a funny story about this years ago. Um, toilets are supposed to have so much area in front of them. Right. I can't remember what the, you know, but 18 to 24 inches, I think, in front of them. So whenever you sit down, if a tall person comes in and sits down, that, you know, they can sit down. Right. Well, I did this home inspection. <laughs> it was a brand new house. And when they built the toilet closet, they had like 10 inches in front of that toilet. You couldn't get Uh-oh. your knees by the uh-uh. door. Uh-uh. You couldn't. Well, you couldn't shut the door is oh. what it was. And the the folks didn't buy the house because... 
Mama was like, I, he going to have to shut the door. Right, right. <laughs> so they, they walked away from it because, I mean, awesome I'd have house. To agree. Awesome house, but we couldn't figure out how to reconfigure that. And somebody just didn't do the math, and it got past the code inspector. So, <laughs> you know, going back to your question, do you want oblong or do you want round, think about access. and Because if you go with an oblong and you're 10 inches from the wall, now you got a problem. Right. Uh, well, I was playing leg room in this case. Right. All right. Thanks, Alan. I hope, uh, hope those things work out. Do replace your toilet, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. Uh, All right. Jerry's on the line in Bay Springs. What's going on, Jerry? Love your show. Um, Thank you. I know y'all have been, y'all have been talking about uh, the gutter guards and, and gutters and getting rid of water. Uh-huh. The past few times I've listened, and uh, I was in construction for about 45 years, and I replaced a lot of fascia board, <laughs> a lot of stop it. Fixed uh, crickets and valleys and so forth. Oh, you make a living but, just on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, did a lot of it. So I have come to the conclusion that you forget about the gutter screens. Everybody just needs to go to 10 by 10 or 12 by 12 gutters. I'm serious. Big, and giant, huge gutters? I'm almost going to agree with you there, Jerry, because we don't have rain here. We That's got, right. I mean, we'd have storms. We have the amount of water mm-hmm. coming down in a short period of time. Right. Is unbelievable. Well, that's why, that's why so many areas of Mississippi are prone to flood. Yes. You know, I mean, it's. Well, and it's just getting worse. We are. You know, where they're uh, out, right. out west, they're all dry. Here, there's, all <laughs> yeah. that water goes, we're just going to go south. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get it's gonna get worse. It, it is climate change keeps right. progressing. We're gonna have uh, bigger and bigger downpours, and that's not even counting when we have the hurricane. Right. That's right. So, so making sure those gutters are installed, and the thing that I see Jerry uh, quite a bit is that even in new construction, what they're doing is they'll come in and they'll put. A five-inch gutter, which is plenty big, but they install it horizontal right under the drip edge on the shingle. There's no fall on it at all. Right. And so uh-huh. you just you don't get enough. It's not moving that high volume of water fast enough because it doesn't have an angle on it at all. And see, I'm definitely see. Yeah. You talked about five inch gutters, and I'm like, nah, don't even start at five. You got to go. You got to start at six. You need a. You know, I've got right. six on my house, right. even with the twelve twelve, because I kind of saw the writing on the wall right. with it coming. And mm-hmm. you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking, do I replace my? Because I'm getting a new roof. Do mm-hmm. I replace my gutters or paint them? Right. And Jeff. Was like, well, paint them. them. Yeah. And I'm looking at this DTM. Um, I'll talk about it whenever I get started, which will be in the fall. Pammy's not doing it right now. It's too hot outside. Right. But I've already I got the power washer out and I sprayed them off. But mm-hmm. this DTM bonding paint is going to be a challenge. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've done a little so bit of research on it. you didn't want to do just the, like the Krylon on there. You, you, you went like special paint. Yeah. This is a bonding agent that will, um, it'll, because what I had before, I've already painted these gutters once and it all peeled off. And that was like, you know, 15 years ago when I really didn't know what I was doing. So now I'm going to, I want to do it right. You're such a pro. I'm such a. I would have, I would have, I would have like. If we were going to paint my gutters, I would have asked my wife, what color would you like it, sweetie? And I just would have gone and bought that. <laughs> and, and gone and bought. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, you've got to use a specific type it. of paint to make sure that it 
it lasts. But putting those gutters, Jerry brings a great point. If they're not put up right, you're going to spend spend a lot of money replacing all the wood around those gutters. It is not a bad problem. I mean, because it is always an issue here. Always. Um, speaking of, before we before we go, I got this uh, question that I got to go to. My home faces east, so it's baked by the sun in the morning. I have a 30-foot, oh, this is nice. I have a 30-foot long porch with three sets of entrance wood double doors with regular small-pane windows, single, not double-pane. Can they be replaced with double-pane glass? I already have blinds and blackout curtains, which helps, but can't open them during the day because of the heat. Yeah. Absolutely. Another thought on this may be not only getting the double-pane windows are going to blow your mind with how much uh, less heat will be coming in on double pane windows. But boy, if you add some film to those windows, yeah, uh, uh, the window tent film, and no, it's not like what you remember from 1980s cars. It looks like it's supposed to be there, but uh, it will really save your home. It'll save your floor from the sun. It'll save all that stuff. So easy to do. And I, this is what I did on my house. Uh-huh. All my windows are single pane, and I've got single pane storms. That's how old this thing is. Okay. And I remember uh, I went to a thing with Doug Rye years ago and mm-hmm. asked him, should I do the double pane windows? And he suggested the film, uh-huh. come in with the film and then caulk around. Now, this is how, what a nerd I am. Right. I literally went and took off the interior wood trim around my windows. Wow. Okay. That, uh, you know, got a knife and cut it and then pulled it off. And you know what was in there? What? Bugs? Newspapers. Really? Newspapers. That's what they used they around had... the window. So then I bought me some of this, and you can get it's a new door. newspaper. Yeah, I got yeah. a new newspaper. I put the Clarion Ledger in there. Right. No, um, I bought, you can buy, you know, I'm a big spray foam or, mm-hmm. or person, and you can buy spray foam specifically for windows and doors. It doesn't expand too much. It's, no and it's way. kind of rubbery whenever you put it in. And I spray foamed around all those, um, all those areas that I opened up, and then I put my trim back up. Mm-hmm. Then I put the film on. And another thing I suggest for the person who wrote us here mm-hmm. is consider putting some type of an awning or front porch on Ooh. over this area. And that's what I did. My house faces west. Okay. So I was getting severe west um, coming in on my front. So I just built a front porch with an awning over it, put the film on the windows, spray foamed around it. And I you tell know, Pam, people, when, you, when you're doing this show, you know you're a professional, right? Right. <laughs> so you, you say things like, <laughs> I just did this. Well, it just for the rest of Well, anyway. uh, we just need to do more shows on, right, right. on we'll, this. But we'll get yeah, back to more of them. That'll help. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was engineered by Liz Gill today. Thank you, Liz. Our call screener was Charles Arnold, the intern. For Pam Pibus and the absent Jeff Sammons this week, I am Jason Klein. Up next is Jeremy Wiltz and Jay White with Everyday Tech, followed by Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart at 11. Make sure to join us next Wednesday at 9 for more Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio.